Good morning, I'm Thad Chambers, an elder here at Kerbal Bible Church. And as I walked around and, and was mingling this morning, getting to visit and fellowship, I noticed in a lot of your faces the excitement and expectation and just anxious that I was preaching today. Because <laughs> I know you're thinking, I get a front row parking to Billy Jean's. We're going to get out here early. Well, however, and no matter how long this takes... Um, it's a privilege to be before you today and as we open God's Word and uh, I share with you what He has uh, put on my heart. And uh, so with that, um, if you'll turn to Matthew 18, I'll be reading uh, 21 through 35 in a minute. Uh, or if you just want to relax and listen, that's, that's fine too. While you turn there, I want to explain what we'll be covering today and why. Our Lord, through the Holy Spirit, has been convicting me of a couple of things in recent months that need some attention in my life. So in pursuit of God's Word, that He would help me with these convictions, I've landed on a few verses. And that is what I want to explore with you today. My prayer is that it will be helpful to you in your walk. I believe whether you're a new believer or a believer long in years, that uh, what God has put on my heart to share with you will be beneficial. That it will be sanctifying for you. It has been for me as I've worked through this and continue to work on it daily. Patience and forgiveness. I think a lot of times these two things go hand in hand, two sides of the same coin, if you will, much like faith and repentance. They go hand in hand. They're one of the same. So the title of my sermon today is Practicing Patience. And if you're one of outlines, forgiveness, patience, and God's sovereignty over it all. So Matthew 18, 21 through 35. And follow along or just listen. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with slaves, his slaves. When he had begun to settle them, one who owed him ten thousand talents. Now, this would have been an exorbitant amount of money in the day. In fact, impossible to repay from a slave. So the slave was brought to him, but since he did not have the means to repay, his Lord commanded him to be sold along with his wife and children and all that he had, and repayment to be made. So the slave fell to the ground and prostrated himself before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you everything. And the Lord of that slave felt compassion and released him and forgave him the debt. But that slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii, chump change in comparison to the ten thousand talents. And he seized him and began to choke him, saying, Pay back what you owe. So his fellow slave fell to the ground and began to plead with him, saying, Have patience with me and I will repay you. But he was unwilling and went and threw him in prison until he should pay back what was owed. So when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their Lord all that had happened. Then summoning him, his Lord said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not also had mercy on your fellow slave in the same way that I had mercy on you? And his Lord moved with anger, handed him over to 
torturers until he should pay repay all that would owe him. My heavenly Father will also do the same to you if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. Let's pray. Father, there's a lot to harvest here in these verses and the volumes it speaks is incredible. Father, I just give thanks that you have patience with us and are willing to forgive us the unreconcilable debt that we could never pay for our sin against you. That your patience and love for us is so great that you sent your only begotten son to be the payment for our sin. That our debt would be forgiven like the slave. Father, we thank you that you are reconciled, that we are reconciled with you and our debt has been forgiven. Father, I pray that you would convict us that we may not be like the fellow slave that was unwilling to have patience and forgive. Father, heap coals on our head if we believe in the manner of the unforgiving slave. As you have given us a new heart, I pray that we would be Christ-like and forgive and restore as the Master did. We know as believers this is what we are called to do, and I pray for patience and strength for all of us to humble ourselves to patience and forgiveness. Father, I pray all these things in our Lord Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I say this every time I get this pulpit, but it's it's true and is my hope and goal and prayer today to cause you to pause and reflect on your daily life as we go through this and as things present themselves to you throughout your day that you think about this. I pray that you would take these verses and live them out. As I said earlier, the title of today's message is Practicing Patience. And I like this saying, and I don't remember where I heard it or where I read it, so I can't give credit, but uh, it goes like this, and it sums it up. Harmony and peace are achieved by practicing patience. Harmony and peace are achieved by practicing patience. And as we go through this, I encourage you to be honest with yourself. Let's take an assessment of where you are and how you respond to these things. Hopefully you can relate with some of the situations that I'm going to confess, if you will, where I have a struggle in, these, in having patience. I mean, this is a God-given and expected attribute of believers. Patience and forgiveness. In our world of today, of all the expected tolerance and offenses... I believe that forgiveness and patience is losing its foothold. Now, I'm not one to agree that we should tolerate all or wear our feelings on our sleeves and be offended by every whim of someone's comment about us. I believe that the Word of God would teach us of patience. We should not feel obligated to tolerance, but to patience. Just as we may disagree with someone politically or with how they may choose to present themselves, their choice and lifestyle, or whatever it may be. I believe we just need to be patient and pray that God would do a work in them or more likely do a work in us. We should have patience with them and love them just as He loved us as we were yet sinners. After all, He, God, the very one that called us to repentance and saving faith through His love and the loving sacrifice of His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, is the perfect example. 
the example of His long-suffering for us. And you heard Chris, Chris used long-suffering in his prayer, and it was always a confusing term for me, and so we're going we're gonna to explore that a little later and look at the definition of what that is. And remember this when we do. God's long-suffering with us is an example for us to be long-suffering with those around us. Colossians 3.12 So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. In other words, forbearance towards each other, long-suffering for each other, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Once again, this is an attribute of God and, and the gift and characteristics of, or at least should be, of a believer and follower of Jesus Christ. When we pass judgment on those we believed that we believe to be wrong in their actions or living a lifestyle that is the abomination of God, we are called to have patience with them. Now you might be saying, Thad, that sounds great and I'll be glad to work on that all by myself and I don't need any help. I don't want anyone to tell me how to do this. And surprise... God's Word tells us something totally different. We are not to go at it alone. In 1 Thessalonians 5.14, it says, And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, and be patient with everyone. In other words, we're not to go at it alone. In fact, we should expect to receive unsolicited counsel, Admonishment and encouragement when we are blinded by our sin of any kind, including impatience and unforgiveness. We're to warn those, encourage those to be patient with everyone. Everyone. Even that someone on the other end of the phone line that you're having a hard time understanding and really don't want to be talking to. Just recently I was so lovingly reminded of this. Our world, as we know it, came to an abrupt halt at the Chambers house recently when our Wi-Fi quit working. I know. Gasp. So immediately, Valerie and I jumped in the truck, ran to Office Max, and bought a brand new Wi-Fi router. And once uh, we returned home, I immediately began to install this life-giving piece of electronics. And in good standing with most men, I promptly opened the box, removed all of the instructions, and set them aside. Harold, after all, they had pictures. What else do you need? But I do have to admit, when my sweet wife started reading the instructions, things started going quite well. And swimmingly, actually, and things were clicking along, and things were coming together, and it appeared that things were going to work. Right up until it didn't. And then I had to make the dreaded 800 call to customer service. And so I did, and after a while on waiting, this sweet young lady, of which I had a little hard time understanding, came on the line, and she was with all the pleasantries of how things were going, and hope I was having a nice day, Mr. Woodrow. Um, and uh, then she just segued right into asking me every piece of personal information I ever thought I might have, could have, or ever would have. What color my dog was, my firstborn, and my truck. Well, it wasn't that bad, but I was in no mood to share. I just wanted my Wi-Fi to work. Just help me here, please. 
Anyway, we worked along and she worked me through and I did the things she said to do and reset this and did that and everything was working fine and so we were done and hung up the phone and I was sitting in the floor and Valerie's at her desk and making all this happen and I sat back and pretty much just proclaimed to Valerie how wonderfully patient I was with that young lady. And an admonishment in love then came. And I quote, It sounded like to me she was being pretty patient with you. (laughs) Be patient with everyone. And what a great reminder when dealing with the timid, the idle, and the weak. I mean, we have a tendency to blow this, and I really blow it. And this is a bit of a confession. I have to work on this daily. I can't get two blocks from the house, and I'm convicted of this. I mean, the timid, is it just me or when you pull up to a four-way stop and and you're pulling up and this person's pulling up and clearly they arrive before you do, at least by a second, maybe two, and the timid, ooh, do I go, is it my turn, is it your turn, what? So, I mean, how dare they be considerate of me and wave me through? Just go. Just go. It's your turn. Have to work on that one. Or the idle. The idol. I mean, how slow can one walk in the middle of the aisle at Walmart? <laughs> Don't you people have some place to be? Maybe I should just slow down and take a breath and have an understanding of what they might be going through. Or the weak. I mean, come on. Just reach down, get hold those bootstraps, and give me a yank. Really? Get over it. I need to be praying for that person. Come alongside that person. Discipling that person. I don't expect too much of us all when we are weak and when struggling. Be patient with everyone. Romans 2, 1 through 4. Therefore, you have no excuse. Every one of you passes judgment. For in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. But do you suppose this, O man, when you pass judgment on those who practice such things and do the same yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of His kindness and tolerance and patience? Not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? Now, I realize Paul is talking of much heavier and weightier things here. But I believe it applies. No matter the offense, whether it be walking slow at Walmart, or judging others of their lifestyle or their choices in life, we are all guilty. As we have little patience and tolerance around us, as we believe that we are called to be different We should practice these things as followers of Christ, as believers. We should be patient. Remember, harmony and peace are achieved by practicing patience. Sometimes it's said that God has a sense of humor and this bothers me a little. I don't know. It always has. God has a sense of humor. It's not what comes to mind. When I think of God and the attributes of God, I think of compassionate Patience, abounding in love, faithful, just, long-suffering. 
Humor is not one of them. However, I do believe that he gives us the ability and gift as believers to recognize his sovereignty over all things at all times over all of us individually. Now, sometimes it may come across as funny or ironic, and I have to admit that. That catches me off guard. As I've shared, I've been convicted of my lack of patience for some time, and I'm quick to toot my horn at that person letting the green light linger a little too long. Just this week, I was giving thought to what I might say today, and in His sovereignty, God gave me a little dose of my own medicine. I was sitting at a red light, lost in my thoughts about patience and how I need help with this. And from behind me comes a little toot toot. (laughs) Sorry. But in that moment, I guess it was a bit humorous to me. It caught me smiling. But what came to mind was God's sovereignty over all things. Now, that may seem a little menial in its meaning and depth, but it's nevertheless a reminder of His sovereignty over every moment and aspect of our life. So I implore you to be aware of all of this. Our relationship as believers with Him is personal and specific to us individually. Paul sees and describes it as an observation of himself in 1 Timothy 1, 16. He says, yet for this reason I found mercy. I found mercy. So that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. Here Paul is explaining how he, the most anti-Christian that he could be, and not only anti, but progressively against the believers in persecuting the Christians, His attitude wasn't one of passivity, of, well, that's okay, whatever. He was aggressive in his pursuit and encouraging and antagonizing to cause the first stone to be cast. And yet here God is showing the perfect measure of patience with Paul along suffering for him. See, he was doing the very thing to pass judgment on others and condemn them. Yet God was showing great patience with him, not in general, but him, Paul, specifically. Do we not find ourselves here daily? As we have no patience with people that are different from us, or that act different from us, or don't comply with what we think should happen. Paul was the chief among his people at this time, prior to his conversion. Yet God was long-suffering with him. And I just want to encourage you, if you're here today and you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because you think your sin is too great or too many or too bad or that you're trying to get your life in order first, just stop. It's impossible. There is no sin greater than the blood of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice He made for us to cover it. And I don't care who you are. There is nothing you can do to ever get remotely close to the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. So just stop. Here Paul, the chief sinner, was called the chief sinner was called to repentance, faith and salvation by our Lord. So just humble yourself, acknowledge your sin, repent of your sin. And receive His forgiveness and salvation. 
is long-suffering for even you. Now, I said earlier we would look at the long, that the long word, or the term long-suffering. And this is my $10 word for the day, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but uh, macrothumia. I don't know how close that is, but that's the Greek for long-suffering. And for years, this was confusing to me. Long-suffering sounds like somebody's in a bind for a long time. I mean, someone's hurting, right? Well, this is what it means. And remember I said to remember this earlier when you think of people that you're not being patient with? This is what long-suffering means. Not give way to quick temper towards those who fail. I mean, thank God he's long-suffering. Not give way to quick temper toward those who fail. Paul was thanking God for his long-suffering toward him. Thank God his long-suffering for us and his patience with us. I've said in the past from this pulpit because it seems to be very familiar to me and something I have to work on. Most of the time for me or a lot of times for most of you or a lot of you, it's our perspective that needs to change. We need to reflect on where we stand and what we're thinking and what we're doing. If we believe we're being patient, then think about how our Lord is the perfect example for us to be patient not give way to quick temper towards those who fail. How often do we fail in His sight? Earlier I stated that the title of my message was Practicing Patience. To practice something by definition means to better one's skill in any given endeavor. So I want to encourage you to practice patience. Work on it and honor our Lord in it. And I want to leave you with this story of God's sovereignty, love, and patience with us even when we are failing. A good friend of mine is an engineer and we met well over 15 years ago. And soon in our conversations of business, we realized we were of like mind. We were brothers in Christ. And so when he'll call and ask me something about construction and I'll call and ask his Counsel on engineering or hiring to do something before we jump into business We typically talk about what God is doing in our life or what we might pray for each other as a brother or Just share a little with what God's doing in our life. And so somewhat recently um, Maybe been 18 months two years ago now I asked him uh, how he was doing how things were going He shared with me that he was moving his mother into their home with his family The early onset and signs of dementia was happening and so he moved her in to their home with them. I asked him how I was going. He said, well, you know, his wife helps her in the morning with her routine. And it's progressed and it's a bit of a challenge. But his mom helps her. His wife helps his mom in the mornings and gets ready and goes to the routine for the day. And he helps her in the evenings. And so I, what brought all this up was I'd ask us, well, how can I pray for your mom? Because I knew this. And he said, pray for her comfort and her peace, and please pray for my patience. Because He said, because recently one evening I was helping her get ready, and we were in the bathroom, and she was going to brush her teeth. And she was a bit confused, and so he said, you know, Mom, you take your toothbrush, and you put the toothpaste on it, and you brush your teeth. And she was still confused and wasn't getting it. 
And he said, Mom, it's the same thing we did last night and the night before. And, that... and he caught himself. He said he was heartbroken immediately. He thought of the sovereignty of God in that moment. He said, I thought to myself, here I am being short and impatient with the very mom, the very woman that gave me life and raised me up under the teaching of God's Word. And I can't seem to muster two minutes of loving patience over something as simple as brushing your teeth. He said, in that moment, he said, he just thought, yet my God shows me immeasurable patience and love every day, all day, all of my life. So with that, I urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, and encourage the disheartened, help the weak, and be patient with everyone. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. Uh, Father, for the depth and breadth of your word always, that we may know you, that we may know our, your desires for us through your word. Uh, Father, I pray that you would um, cause us all to be patient, that you would cause us all to be loving and representatives and lights in the world, that we would be Christ-like as we are uh, your children. Father, I pray for everyone here today who is um, challenged with patience and forgiveness. And, Father, I pray that you would convict us to uh, be quick to patience, to hold fast to forgiveness. Father, that we, if we heard a burden, hold a burden against any one brother or sister, that we would go immediately and ask for that forgiveness and be restored with them in fellowship. Uh, Father, I just thank you for this time and this privilege. And Father, I just uh, pray that you would continue to bless this body, um, this church we call Carville Bible Church. And we pray all of these things in Christ's name. Amen.